0: Welcome to another episode of the Ninja on the Ball podcast. Um, Today we have a special guest, uh, Mr. Modo Victor. Um, He is a photojournalist. He is a uh, IMC strategist. Um, He's accredited by you know many boards. Um, He has his own media company, Um, and um, he is also the 2019 Nigerian Sports award photojournalist of the year so he's definitely somebody um who want to share um modo thank you for joining us today thank you very much for having me on your podcast all right it's no problem um so just to um give people our understanding um you said to you how uh, to to describe yourself how would you describe yourself
1: all right um okay um good morning guys I'll, how do I put this now? Okay, my name is Victor. Victor Modo. Um, I do pictures. I do pictures. But my other my other person, the other model, Victor, is totally into marketing communications and dedicated to uh, pushing brand stories. I think that I think that's like mean. I think that's that's mean and not share, right?
0: <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, you know, I was actually um, I was reading something online. And um, somebody described you as a visual storyteller. Um, <laughs> how do you, um, so would you say that is also accurate that you tell yeah, stories true. through your pictures? Yeah, well, that's that's true because in reality
1: photography, photography is meant to be about meant to be ninety to ninety-nine percent about storytelling. If you are to document an event, you're not to write the script, neither are you to even help influence the script, you're just to ensure that you capture the story of that event as best you could. Whether sports, uh, wedding photography, would I do portrait photography or whatever? Your job is just to ensure you tell, you tell the right story. Uh, personally, if I get a booking now for a, not even weddings or sports, for portrait photography, the first thing I ask the um, client is, what do you want your pictures to, to see to the person that gets to view this image? Or what do you want the pictures to even see to you when you look at them? So my own my own role after that initial uh, brief is to ensure that the pictures tell that exact story.
0: Mm, actually, that's that's a very very good answer. Um, so we we know all the things that you do, and um, um, but obviously being the sports show that this is, uh, you know, we the. Part we want to focus on is the photojournalism aspect Sure. for people sure. who um don't know what photojournalism is what would you what would you say photojournalism journalism is okay um
1: first of all photojournalism is basically telling the story with images now um there are people that have done photojournalism for years they uh, have done it for the news it's, it's it's it has several genres mine is sport but photojournalism is basically telling the story aiding the story with visual representation. So example, if I tell you that, if if someone says that um, there was a robbery at Access Bank, for example, um, that's the story. The story can give you all the information, but to further drive the story home, you need images. Either an image caught when it was happening or an image of the carnage that was left behind. That's what the photojournalist does. He helps push and drive the story home. Yeah,
0: that's basically it. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's a, that's a uh, very good explanation. Um, so, um, as somebody, you know, somebody I've seen in so many places, um, what is it that drove you into photojournalism? What, what was that? What was the desire behind it? Okay. Um, first of all, let me,
1: let me just give you a very, a very, very little secret. I'm, I'm not a photojournalist. Okay. Yeah, that is way away from everything that, uh, <laughs> that, that that we know, right? All right. So this is it. I started mass communication, straight up. Okay, and I always wanted to. I always wanted to do advertising, right from when I was probably in like hundred level. So I chose a medium. Um, I noticed that the easiest way to see pictures and tell stories is if I can, if I can create those images myself. So I learned photography. And um, then I was doing photography for a long stretch. Then I got a call one day from a close friend. He's a journalist, a sports journalist. that was to go watch a game together. And I'm like, this is like in 2017. That Let's go do a game together. And I'm like, oh, okay. I've not seen a live um, Nigerian League game before. So we go. I arrive at the venue and it was the last game, MFM FC versus FC Fanyuba. And the stadium was full. It was bustling with energy. There was shouting. There was a lot of commercial activities. The game was also very interesting and power packed, energy packed. And I made a, being that I'm a photographer, I made a conscious note to look out for those taking pictures of the game. And I saw um, some equipment from my, at least from my position on the stands, some equipment that I could not really tell the story. So I went back home. After that, I spent the next two days browsing Nigerian uh, football games, Nigerian sports photographs in Nigeria. I saw some good ones, but 98 to 90% of what I saw did not accurately tell a good enough story to make me a, a an uninitiated person want to develop an interest in the sport. And so so two things came into play. I'm a photojournalist, I'm, I'm a photographer and I'm into marketing and telling stories. So I was like... Um, The Nigerian scene, Nigerian sports, Nigerian football, boxing, basketball has a very solid story, a story that can turn into a commercial story, but one puzzle is missing, images, quality video, okay, how can I plug this gap? And so I have done photography for like donkey years before that, forget it, I'm still young, like donkey years before that, so I decided, let's start this from somewhere, let's try, okay, we are not um, engaged to turn the story of the league around, but let us, um, try to come in from photography and see what we can do um, to ensure that these stories are better told. And that's where I started doing sports pictures. Initially, I just planned to do these pictures and put them out online and just get other pictures for for people to um, be able to associate the league with. And then I then opened, but I also write. So I had to back it up with stories. And voila, from that moment on, I turned into a photojournalist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that is just the story of how I came into photojournalism, sports yeah. photography, all of that.
0: That is quite a story, um, honestly. Um, but you know, it, it. I think it speaks of you as a person, um, because it, you know, you're clearly a very skilled person. Uh, you know, to be able to do so many things, um, and I think it's it's very interesting. You know, we. Um, I've, had a com- I've, I've had a few conversations on here with people who um, believe that one of the biggest changes we need to make in um, Africa and specifically in Nigeria is the way we tell our stories. True. Um, because we have a lot of great stories to tell, but we're just very not true. telling them in the way that people are willing to listen to them or the way pe- very, people are willing to very, receive them. Very, very true. Um, very, very true. So, um... As far as uh, your work with um, the MPFL, um, do you work for a specific club or do you work for the league or do you independently um, work just throughout the season? um, I work independently throughout the season, though at
1: times I have the league management company reach out to me and and ask that we collaborate on the game or they offer some stipend to have a particular game covered for them. But largely, I, I work for myself. 90% of the time, I work for myself. and just keep traveling around, getting this content. I do a job, but the rest of my practice allows me some free time to do some traveling. So I just, I just told myself that I will dedicate a healthy part of my free time to um, growing sports photography. So I, most of the time, I do the traveling and all of that for myself.
0: I think you know. I think that's definitely probably one of the perks of um, uh, being involved in sports photography. You know, you'd have you have to be at the venue in order to actually take the pictures, which means you get to travel. Sure. So, sure. Um, sure. Sure. how many of our um, stadiums and facilities would you say you've been to? If somebody was to ask you, you know, how many how many of Nigeria's stadiums have you have you visited? Uh, it's possible
1: that. Okay, let let me just say in the last let me just say in the last um, in the last three seasons, if I didn't go to all venues, I probably missed only like four venues. So that's like four venues out of twenty that in the last um, three seasons. Maybe I've not gone, I've not been to like four venues. But aside from that, I've been to almost every other one. Wow, they, I've been to almost every other
0: venue, one way or the other. Um. So as a as so for a person of, um, you know, okay. So we're going to come off topic just for a little bit, just for, um, okay. just for people listening, because I know, you know, obviously, um, the local league and uh, Nigeria as a country, you know, it interests a lot of people who don't have the, um, who haven't had the um, privilege to get around. Um, so um, if I was to ask you a few questions, would you be open to being honest with everybody? No, no biases, just honest answer. As, as, as far as it would have me in trouble, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first question. As a photojournalist and somebody who um, is not attached to any club, what, where would you say is the best stadium atmosphere that you have experienced from a football club best, in Nigeria? Best stadium atmosphere, that, that
1: must be Kanu. Kano. Kano. That must be Kano. They are they are crazy about their football. When there's no violence attached, Kano is a mad a mad atmosphere for football. I swear,
0: a mad atmosphere for football. So, what what exactly what exactly makes the atmosphere so special? Is it the crowd? Is it the okay. um, engagement? So they have,
1: uh, beyond beyond um, beyond the crowd. So the moment you get into Kano, you get you just have this feeling that this is the home. Okay, sorry, this, this sticks out to me because I'm also a, a, a marketing person. You just have this feeling that this is the home of canoears. You see it and, and and you find a way to see canoears enshrined into their everyday life. And when it gets to March Day, it seems all of the almost all of the town shuts down at that particular time and it's just heading, just heading towards the stadium, you see the two children passing. They are like up, canopilas, and then when you walk in, you just see people wanting, struggling, trooping, trooping in. Then the moment the game starts, stadium, every every seat is practically full. People are standing if they can, and they are just as in they follow every kick. Most of them is playing is 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 playing well, including um their called here. um um Rabiu. They yes. say, they hail. <laughs> They hail every kick, every action, every dribble, every wrong tackle. At the time, they will start going at the at the referee, chanting songs and stuff like this. <laughs> like it's it is so electrifying. I think if if, if I'm to compare the the energy in, in 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 the Canopila Stadium to any other to any other stadium in the country, I'll probably say the 2016 um, Enugu Rangers. You get, but that wow, yes. but but that was not sustained. The, the, because it was just um, something very, very brave, you get. But canupillars, it's an it's an everyday thing. Once it gets to a match, those guys breathe and leave canupillars like totally.
0: Okay, that's that's a fantastic answer. Um, I'm sure a lot of people now want to definitely check check out uh, canupillars if they have not already. Um, second question. Um, as somebody who has experienced and who has gotten around, what, where would you say is the best stadium facility in Nigeria? And um, I'm going to, just, for the, just so that we can look at just from the club aspect, I want to exclude the national stadiums. So um, the ones which are specifically for the national team do not count. Yeah,
1: they the, our national stadiums are not working maybe you <laughs> our national stadiums are not working yet.
0: well they well, we we been saying that we're going to refurbish them so oh
1: okay we wait we wait that's fine but the best the best stadium in nigeria is definitely the one at your which one the one out to you, the Ghostsville Aquarius ah, Stadium. Yes yes, champions. yes, yes, yes. Yes, it, it's, well, it's, it mostly, it hosts the Super Eagles a lot, but it's basically the home of Aqua United mm-hmm. and it's the best stadium, Aqua United and Dakada FC. It's the best stadium in the country. No, no, no arguments, design, accessibility, just forget, it's the best stadium in the country. Yeah.
0: Um, I remember, I, I still remember the first time I saw that stadium online and I was thinking, oh. is this real? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was, I was very impressed when, when the stadium opened And I'm, I, you know, I'm still impressed with the stadium It's, it's a fantastic facility um, It's
1: the best facility in the country, bro It's also the best facility to, to get quality
0: pictures in the country oh, The best Okay, so that is question two Question three um, the, the Question three is um, As somebody again as, you know, who follows the league, who has been around, what would you say is the most fierce or the best rivalry that we have here in Nigeria? And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be top level because I know that some teams have fallen, but the rivalry is still hot. So which rivalry would you say is the best? Like, if, you know, if somebody said, you know, I want to come to Nigeria, I want to experience a real rivalry, something that really represents, you know, football, two fan bases coming together. What would what would you recommend for them?
1: Okay. Um, I I believe there's one between um Kastner United and Cano Pillars. Okay. Um Cano Pillars, but I I I don't really dwell on that one because at times it gets mad by violence. But if you want to pick a if you want to pick a game that that really matters in recent times, I'll go with one of the Oriental Debbies that mm-hmm. I, Either Aimba Rangers, Eimba Heartland, any of those the there debits. Some people are gonna hammer on Eimba versus Abia Warriors, but I d I don't think it has as much appeal as Eimba Heartland or Eimba Enugu Rangers. That one is as in those games are sure, are sure to deliver on entertainment and quality every other time. Like every other time they always deliver on that. I would have really picked one of the caterpillars, um all oh, the various that have, have caterpillars in them. But if you are telling me that someone needs to come in and experience the first time, a first time, a first-time quality football with no negative stories, I'll tell you to do an oriental debut.
0: Like I I, I I think a lot of people would agree with you there. Definitely. Um okay, brings us on to question number four. Um, you know, it's really good. You know, um we originally had plans to talk about photolet journalism. The fact that you have been able to um open up the conversation more to Towards the branding aspect, towards the um, <laughs> communication aspect, that is something that I like as well. So, <laughs> um, so um, as a you know, as somebody with your marketing expertise, branding understanding, if you had to, um, maybe, okay, maybe we should give it three teams. If there are three okay. teams in Nigeria, any uh-huh. league, it doesn't matter any okay. any league. If okay. somebody asked you, what are the three most marketable teams? Um, that we have here in Nigeria. If somebody was to just ask you that question. um, And they don't have to be in the top league. They can be any of the leagues.
1: They are all in the top league.
0: Okay, they're all in the top. Okay. The most
1: marketable. The, The king is a Yimba. Of course. Anyone can say anything they want to say. The king is the Yimba FC of a bar. Anybody can say anything they want to say after that. Then, I um, will always defer to canopillers. I always say canopillers because um, I, I, I still believe that all the giants of the north really needs is to sort out their marketing department. Oh, sorry, not to sort it out. To hand over their marketing department to those that, um, that, to those that know anything at all about branding, Marketing that's all they need to um, achieve their maximum potential. Then, if you're to pick another club, um, I will see, I'll pick an Enugu Rangers An Enugu Rangers because any Rangers already has this, they have this sleeping fan base kind of what you got, kind of what you get from an insurance of Benin. They have this sleeping fan base that you take very little and proper scheduling like night football. Or, um, or very little branding activities to to kind of like just tip the scale and get Enugu Rangers uh, and make Enugu Rangers totally viable for um, marketing business. So I'll go with AMBA as number one. I will still tip towards candle because the numbers are there already. The numbers attend the game. All they just need to do is get their manager, get their marketing department away from people that know nothing about it, and over to those that know things about it. And candle pillars will become a gem and then you you have Enugu Rangers. those to me from my personal point of view not as an expert my personal <laughs> point of view are the three most marketable clubs in nigeria but aimba is definitely number one if they also get um their marketing acts in order but they're mm-hmm. definitely number one
0: um you know i'd 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 definitely agree with you um although i'll say that um In terms of my own personal preferences, um, as somebody that grew up in the UK, uh, I love historic teams. Um, And although a lot of these teams, I was not, uh, you know, I was a young child when, you know, these teams were really in their prime, you know, those are the teams that really catch my eye. You know, when somebody shows me pictures from 1960, 1970, 1980, those are the okay. things that really catch my attention as a fan okay. because you know okay. that is how you get me to buy in um okay you know i'm I, i've seen pictures of stationery stores okay um, and i just you know i think mm-hmm. like a lot of lagos fans you know i've i've always had the um you know i know it's it's at this moment in time it's very unrealistic because if you really assess the club <laughs> if you really really assess the club um <laughs> you, <laughs> You know, <laughs> if you really assess the club, you, you, you'll you be able to see that, you know, it's, it's going to take a long time for the club to, to get to any... Um, or even a place of stability. Let's say that. Let's say a place of stability. Um, the, a lot of Lagos fans, you know, they okay. have the mentality that we are the mega city and we deserve a club of value. Um, okay. And unfortunately you know, majority of Lagos clubs just don't, uh, they just quite, they don't quite get a level. Um, okay. Which, you know, um, I, you know, obviously I could see the way you're laughing when I say stationary stores, but... Uh, <laughs> I um, think the only ancient club that you can,
1: that you can tell me, um, you can put money, sorry, when you say um, the most marketable clubs, first thing, that, first thing that goes to my mind is beyond um, you're having a name. Is beyond my giving you money. It's ensuring that if I give you 100 million, for example, and I line up certain KPIs as a club, your marketing department will be able to deliver on all the KPIs listed. If you put your money in stores today, you are just write it off as CSR. You are not your KPIs presently. <laughs> I don't think your KPIs really will, will be met. They, I think the only club with that kind of history, apart from Rangers um, and the Imbers, you 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 probably be talking about uh, a 3 sc of Ibadan because okay. they still have their fans. Their fans come, yes. but like I said, um, like it's like it's a thing with most clubs in Nigeria. If they are wrong, wrong, or inactive, or totally non-existent. Uh, Marketing and corporate communication. 3SC is losing an entire generation. That's my. Apart from those that grew up in the stadium or that followed their fathers to the stadium, my generation is uh, is um, is being left behind. I am I'm currently 29. I'll 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 be 30 very soon. My generation (laughs) is left behind totally. So a 3SC fan, a 3SC fan, you see, apart from the ones that are. Around the stadium, um, those that you or those that really take the club to heart. Uh, okay, like Ibadan, for example. I did my master's degree in Ibadan, and I said something as a part of my. I I, I did a paper then yeah, influencing um, fan attendance in MPFL match venues. I did stuff like that, and I realized and Ibadan was prime. Ibadan is prime for a Marketing revolution in terms of 3SC. 3SC just need 3SC has the sleeping fan base and all they just need is to just push just push one or two um uh, stop in place and you would have and you have an overflow of of fans, but um, that has not been done over the years. So you have their astound supporters, those that would die for TSC, then you have those that really don't care if TSC existed, they are those that don't even know that, that there's a club in the But That's the problem with um, that's the problem with um, shooting stars. But like I said, if you say you want to market drop money for any nigerian club in nigeria now and you don't want to dash them money my first consideration is how that club can meet your set key performance indicators and i don't see stationary stores meeting any kpi you might set except it's just a csr initiative
0: Um, presently yeah i was i was glad that you you, you just um explained what kpi is cuz just for people listening who, oh, okay. <laughs> who who are you know are not as uh, up to with the with the uh, okay. language with the marketing okay. and the uh, business language um is okay. is you know you're very correct um i i definitely agree with you you know um i think you know one thing about being a fan is um Often fans, we, we you know, you, we think with our hearts rather than, you know, with our heads a lot of the time, um, sure. which, you know, um, I think it was about 2014 when okay. stationery stores uh, wanted to do the community okay. uh, fan thing. And I yeah. thought, you know, maybe this is a new direction that we are taking, but uh, six years later, unfortunately... <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, um, and it's interesting because um, you know you've heard of Abuja Metro, and so yes, you, you saw immediately that Abuja Metro outlined what it was trying to do. Um, True, and then I thought back to when, what stationary stores, when they announced the community initiative, they didn't release okay. any papers. They didn't. Uh, they
1: didn't release. Okay, still watch my language. They released a bit.
0: <laughs> They didn't outline what it is. They just told us they were trying to do community initiative. Um, which is interesting in itself. Um, personally, as a you know, as somebody who follows a lot of football okay. platforms, and you know, obviously, as a young person who is technologically savvy, I've always thought okay. that teams like um, Stationery Stores, Shooting Stars, um, and uh, Nugu Rangers, um, okay. I think they have the um potential to utilize um international, international platforms, yes. Like, true. Um, International platforms like um, uh, Copper90, Copper90, and all these other people that like to do um, short documentary or 10 minute series to show people, um, oh, this is the football culture or this is the history of Soran's club. Um, I've always said that 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 moment that Pele touched ground in Nigeria is one that we have still not utilized properly. Because we sure. should have we should have milked it for everything that it was worth. At- <laughs> we should
1: still be milking it here today. <laughs> um, we still be it
0: here. Which, you know, it's it's it, it's crazy, but you know, it's one of those things. It's it, it's um, it's it, it's always an interesting conversation. DJ,
1: um,
0: when DJ, think-
1: yes. See, let me just put everything that you're saying now in perspective. No Nigerian league club, um, no matter the level they are at presently, has a club advert yeah that should just sorry so um <laughs> the uh, and the and the clubs that have very strong stories from recent years um AIMBA can do a club advert with their continental run and this and that but just know that no top flight club has has a club advert a proper video club advert meant to make you search the club gain an interest in the club and consciously follow the club i know this club bagada fc they have lofty ideas and they keep bringing out new stuff and i really pray that they find their way stay properly financed and get to the top flight but at this moment no club in nigeria has a proper club advert video that should just answer (laughs) everything
0: um it's uh, yes um i i'm you know i'm well aware of uh coach yellow he's actually somebody that i know Yes. Um, so you know, you know, uh, well done to him. He's still he's still doing a, a very good thing in Nigerian football. Um, I I definitely feel you know um, because it's all about stories. You know, that's I think this is where we started our conversation. It's it's about the stories and the way we present ourselves. Um, sure. I think you know a lot of clubs. I've heard a lot of people say stuff like um, banning uh, foreign football in Nigeria. <laughs> and yeah. uh, um but i feel like our clubs um yeah you know the bare minimum is what we need to do you know we, before i can support you i need to know that you're there before sure. i can follow you i need to know that you're there before i can tell sure. somebody about you i need to know you're sure. there um, and yeah, it's the sure. same it's the same with people abroad um yeah, sure. for our nigerians abroad you know uh, if i want to follow a particular club and i type you in on google because Google will usually be the first destination, if I'm trying Definitely. to say. And then Definitely. I type, in, I type in your name on Google, and there's nothing. And uh, for some of these clubs, there's nothing. There's no Facebook page, there's no Twitter, uh, Instagram. And some of them they have, but they have not yeah. used it. They have not utilized it or used it in the most. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, I think it's when we finally get to a place that we realize that, you know, we are the image that we present to people. Um, that is when we we can finally maybe start to make the progress that we want to make.
1: True, a lot of those. But to be fair, a lot, almost all. Uh, let me even say all. All um, top flight clubs have some representation. Their websites might be more for Okay, Abia Warriors has an amazing website, an amazing up to date website that they constantly post on uh, content on. A lot. All of them have their social media handles working. Do do uh in terms of quality of usage and quality of content you put it put out they probably have like five clubs are doing well or doing averagely well others are sleeping on the bicycle
0: and um, you know um so as far as you know as somebody who understands um what it means to be marketable somebody that understands what it means to properly brand um what so people always ask the question why is it that smaller nations in Africa have more established clubs than we do. Um for example, you know, Congo, T P Mazembe is always the first yes. standout. Um con- uh, recently, uh, you know, um well Egypt, let me not even go there because the North uh, Africa have a lot of money. Go there at all. <laughs> <laughs> um clubs, you know, clubs like uh T P Mazembe, um, clubs towards the centre of Africa, um I've forgotten yeah. off the top of my head their names. Um, but there's a lot of them who are similar to TB Mazembe who yes. um, they perform well on the continent, they have yeah. good branding, they have their own stadium. Um, yeah. What is it that is um, stopping Nigeria from from getting to that point or what 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 is it what are the factors that are affecting us from really reaching that point? Okay,
1: first of all, what I'll say, this is my personal answer okay it's and, and it's not an answer of an expert let me start from there <laughs> all right so um, i think the first the first thing um nigerian league clubs enjoy enjoy is um i'll call it money without consequence okay okay again my personal opinion so example say i'm give say i give you 300 million i give you 300 million this year to run the club example and um, there's no gun on your head to compulsively return compulsively make make back 100 to 200 million for me okay you can actually be relaxed with getting the quality three points of fighting to win the league you get or fighting to get to continental to get continental money but as far as there's no gun on your head to work thought as as there is no gun on your head to increase your IGR internally generated revenue you can afford to be lax um, about it. And where I think 90%, if not more, of Nigerian league clubs are getting, have gotten it wrong over the years and will keep getting it wrong, is community marketing. Now, um, canoe pillars for all the, for all the crowd that gets to their stadium and the massive um, attraction and everything, you get, don't be surprised if Pillars has not put an advert on radio in the past five years. Don't be surprised if Pillars has not done, uh, ha, has not gone, has not, uh, does not have little, just like this stuff that um, churches do, sell meetings and stuff. Don't be surprised if Pillars does not have a broken down fan, uh, fan club structure where you can have fans pull together in several areas to bring in more fans and increase fan followership. People in Kano just love the club and reduce social activities in Kano, make Kano pillars the football. I mean, the people in Kano just love their football and reduce social activities, make Kano, make Kano pillars the, the, um, the, the beauty of the city so people look to them ordinarily. I'll give you a classic example. 2016, when Renders when had their amazing run, they play a lot of night matches, and people in the town heard that Rangers is, is doing so well. So their stadium was always their stadium was always full. As it, if there's anything like full to the brim, which I know is wrong. Everybody it was always packed. People were bustling at the barriers. People everywhere was filled. And then the next season started. But to do all of this, to bring people to come, and all of this, um, Rangers did not do. Rangers as a club did not do a ton of community marketing. People came, people had the success, heard of the good players, Had it on radio, and people kept coming, okay? And now God has given them good fortune. People came. The next question, however, is what did... Okay, at the end of the season, Imama left, some players left. The question, however, is what did Rangers then do to ensure those that God and fortune gave them, that walked in through their doors, got to stay? I mean, Avengers was able to employ proper communication and community marketing to keep these guys in place. That's a 20,000-seater stadium filled with fans, okay? You can see get fans then come in at the stadium. Even outside the main bowl will be filled, and you get to put up projectors to watch the game happen. That's already a money ecosystem. You can sell merchandise. You understand. God! Uh, I, I just remembered merchandising now. <laughs> apart, from quality, uh, I just remember merchandising, apart from quality marketing, apart from having um, um, the owners of this club, um, whether government or private constantly dole out the amounts of money in here year. I say government or private because uh, MFMFC will constantly say that it's an initiative of the um, general of Asia to reposition and empower the youth. Okay? So MFM is not taxed to make money. It's taxed <laughs> to empower the youths fc ifan Yuba, uh, is owned by the very very influential and wealthy um senator fc center and he has enough to bankroll the club let's leave the negative stories that are presently uh, filling the the, the airwaves so these clubs are not are not um they don't have a gun to their head to raise their idea and being that i mentioned merchandising i might as well just say, say someone a popular figure on twitter uh, recently celebrated getting his jersey and getting the jersey of the club. These are Enugu Rangers now. And he thanked the chairman of the club and I think the team manager for making it possible that he got his jersey. And the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this is, do I need to know or have a direct line for the chairman or the team yeah. manager for them to be able to help me put pressure to get merchandise. When when I went for 2019 Afcon in Egypt, I was in in Alexandria. There was a store for um, Al Ali, and Alexandria is not their home. There was a store for Al Ali, so I could buy, I could get access to um, the jerseys pretty easily. Yeah, So all of these um, all of these things play their own. All of these things play their own. Um, role in what in I, w- I will not call it the 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 nonsense. All of these things play their role in what we are in. So to get a club jersey to get a club jersey in Nigeria for most clubs is um it's a journey. To buy jersey from to buy jersey for canoe pillars, you actually have to have someone in canoe you get that will probably go over to their sports office to buy. You get this same applies to most of it. I know Abia Warriors put up an. I'm I'm just trying to explain to you um, where we are getting it wrong. Abia Warriors at the start of the season put up an advert on their social media platform about their lovely, beautiful jersey. That if you want a copy of this jersey, they drop the phone number of. Guess who they drop? Not of the jersey seller, of the team manager. <laughs> Call the team manager if you want a copy of this Jesse, yes, let that shock you, the team manager. Uhimba International for reasons I had, I had a discussion at, at the time with someone that should be in the know in, in the club. But but for their personal reasons, you cannot get um you you, you, you cannot get aimbar replica to buy. Let me give you another good example. This okay, I think mm, let me see so that this is yes, though it might have been confirmed in several quarters, but, but so that I I don't get dragged to court. <laughs> this, and, and, and this is here say um, the last league, the last super six players. Some some people had to make their own jerseys, their own aimbad jerseys that they were giving to their fans when they came to Lagos. Not not the club officially giving to fans. Some people made amber jerseys that fans could take and wear. You get same thing happened to um, Enugu Rangers. Enugu Rangers, uh, some people made in the market you get so that they could give to their fans now you know and these are so the nigerian club uh i know nigeria is a peculiar market nigeria is not the easiest market to deal with nigerians are not even the easiest people to deal with but the nigerian club is not uh, it's not pulling its own weight or doing its share its share of the job to ensure that that they get that they get to be recognised and acknowledged as as quality um, superpowers on the in the African scene, or even that they get to make a lot of money, they really are not. And if we even get to talk about um, let's not talk about players and players transfers, but I'll give you a classic example, a very simple example. Um, recent, the boy there's. The boy was just signed by RB is he Leipzig or, yes, 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 Jani. And uh, I think he's he's um, what he was signed was like four million. If 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 I if I'm if I'm correct now, Tijani did not move from an MPFL club, he just so he has not even played the league before. You get so, in other words, he was trained by an academy. Let me use that word, so you train trained by an academy or academies in lagos now victor simon also did not play for any mpfl club he did not play anyone at all um katie hanath did not play anyone uh, at all. is, this, is exactly took away they did not so these boys are trained by academies little academies here and there You get and then they get to be moved to the under 17 and they get to blow and all the monies are coming and all the future sales and all the thirty uh, percent training, uh, compensation, everything goes to these academies. Now, my question is this: If I were a parent and I have a nine-year-old child or ten-year-old boy, that I've watched him play football on the street, and he's very, very good, and I want him to combine football with um, schooling, if you give me two options to give my son over to an academy, an academy without a name. Or to give my child over to an MPFL clubs academy, an established clubs academy. Ordinarily, you're meant to give your child to that established clubs academy because you know there's already a conveyor belt. If your child is good, you either go to the top flight in Nigeria or go out. You get. But in today's Nigeria, if you give, it makes ninety percent to hundred percent sense to give your child over to the academy without the MPFL structure. You get because you'll focus on your child more, train him, and even probably even get him abroad before an MPFL club remembers that he's on their roster. So they don't. So, so on their part, they they don't take um, the quality training of the next generation seriously. So they are also losing money. Imagine, uh, let's just imagine that Amber sold um, the Amber sold Tijani by themselves. You get so because I mean, if you AIMBA is the one club I know does not. Hardly ever does not does not want to do third party ownership. You know what I'm So if you take your child to aimba, Iimba is signing that child or having a contract that they own that child's footballing right? So imagine it's four million euros that went to Eimba's account for Tijani or the or, short, or the money that was paid by Manchester City for Kelechi Hanacho went to an Enugu Rangers, or the money that was paid for Chukwiz, they went to an MFM. These are, I think, um, rumors that passed around, you're hearing like 3 million, this, but these amounts come in bulk, you get. And that's enough to help reposition this club. But the, nine, well, the MPFL clubs, or many Nigerian clubs, are not paying attention to what they should pay attention to. They live and breathe three points. And football is way beyond three points. The LMCD, the we campaign recently, I think that's two years ago, beyond three points. That was what it was geared towards, but the LMC can only can only regulate as much as they can. If the main if the main stakeholders, the clubs, don't want to to give their buy into this, to still just remain fast, but until the clubs put their um, lend lend their own their own part and do their own share of this work, having a continental powerhouse might be might still be a long time coming someone is going to correct me very soon when they when you put out this video and say but aimba won it won the champions league for years and years years." but i ask myself a question anytime someone says this how did aimba win it aimba was bankrolled by the then by their owner then the then governor of um state he gave the club as much money as they needed for quality players for comfortable travel and for all of this imagine aimba now had this same amount of money constantly at their disposal i, I don't know if they do or not but imagine aimba could make this money from a ton of other sources aimba will be massive aimba will be mm-hmm. very very big imagine they made a imagine gets to make a million dollars from jesse sales imagine aimba gets to make an extra 15 million from the academy players that they get to sell every other every other year to clubs in europe I mean, Ejimba will not just be the club that won the Champions League twice. They will be the club that can keep winning and keep winning because they have enough money to attract the best and to be recognized as a continental powerhouse. Though they are recognized, no questions asked, but these clubs need to put in their own share of the work to gain the status. I mean, everybody claims that Nigeria has the best club, claims we have the best this team, but we have to put in the work to gain... The, to to correctly get the status that we all claim that we have but presently but, but, but presently on just wash
0: um so one one I'm sure one question a lot of people will probably have is um, you know you're clearly somebody that's very um, you know you're very versed in what's going on in Nigerian football you have a strong background uh, when it comes to branding and marketing um how many clubs or is there any clubs that you have worked with um, specifically to assist them with, um, with their branding, with their marketing department?
1: Yeah, um, I, had a, I had a stint with um, one of the clubs. Now, remember when we spoke, I said something about my uh, NDA and it's not going to get me in trouble, but I'll just highlight around. I had a stint with uh, MFMFC. This, this should be like two seasons ago or thereabouts. What we did with them was we... Um, we Okay, you always have to find an, an entry point. Okay, you must always find an entry point. So the previous season, um, matches for the club were properly scheduled. You had night matches. You had Boston Stadium. So we approached the then director. God bless him for what he did for us then. And told him that, okay, we cannot just gain permission to market... You let's play part two. So what we did was we approached and bought the rights to the gate. Okay. So I propose mm-hmm. "I was let us buy the rights to the gate. Let's take over the gate tickets and kind of like pay ahead and try to market the games uh, our, ourselves." But um, like I like I always say, that is and uh, was the craziest season in the MPFL in terms of scheduling and every other thing. We we so we got off TV okay oh yes yes, we got off tv and then being that there's no tv anymore i was um, it was basically a case of we get to play the matches let us play them and take them off the board so we had matches on Thursday. we had matches on friday morning had a match on monday morning (laughs) yes exactly so so that was my that was my we on our part we actually lost we actually, lost a lot, but we took away some certain lessons. Even in all the negative, all the negativity, we learned something that um, that all it takes. That if it if there's actually proper planning on ground and willpower from the management. I remember where we had some discussions. I, w- I will be using some. Uh, I'll be using the term "some clubs" a lot, so as not to go specific. Okay, uh, we had discussion with some clubs about uh, scheduling their matches, insisting on scheduling their matches at night to ensure that we can deliver on our on our KPIs or deliver on even our own personal organization organizational targets and the conversation we got surrounding that even when we offered to play a financial parts in making it happen, all of all of this just went to just kept telling us one thing that for all your grand and lofty ideas, if the willpower is not there from the direct owners, from the direct owners or direct handlers of this club. You are probably gonna just be blabbing, or you get to lose a lot trying to change stuff. That same year, that same year, I will never forget the conversation I had. After we took over the gate, uh, we also found a way to discuss. They gave us um, a document, a mandate that we could, manage, we could market the club. We could market the club. So uh, we had these. Um, we, we had some meetings. We, we, we had some meetings with some corporate bodies. I will never forget one of them that that went to my mind, and it's just so sad that I cannot uh, go into specifics on this one. But we were this close to we were this close to fifty million. We were this close to fifty million for for um, for some. I'll still go without the for something, but just needed something from one club to at least push it a step further. But that thing could not come after two months, Uh, and it just cut through everything. And then I had a very interesting story. So I went. So this one, okay, this one I can use specifics for the first club. So I went <laughs> with my marketing document for for the club MFM to a certain company. You know, you, you have this your one. You have this your one in a long time. Your your a card you can use only once. A card you get to play only one time. I had like three or four of such cards. So I used one of them to go to this company, and I spent uh, close to a week and like three meetings to talk about MFM. And then the club gets back to me that, I mean, the company gets back to me that they love everything that we have said about Nigerian football, but their only issue is the club. That they, that the product they think they can sell using football mostly has its large, it it is like the market leader in the North. So I should find them a club in the North and tie a a humanitarian um, CSR story to it. And come back. So my team and I we did this wonderful research. We also considered the budget they wanted to spend, and there's a, there's some budgets that you cannot take to canoe pillars, for example. So we did. So we did this wonderful research, I we saw a particular club we thought would have been perfect for this story. You get. So we reach out to the club M um, O, then reach out to the um, chairman. You get, and just tell them that we have this available a company is asking and we think you guys are going to fit in perfectly to this to to have them sponsor you and stuff like that so all we just wanted on our part was before we bring them to the table they have to sign an agreement pre agreement that what they get is um, 70% of this okay um this does not make sense now okay sorry have have I said the company name
0: no you haven't said the no, company right? name oh,
1: oh, 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 all right good so um so um 10 percent from so they get 70 percent so from the remaining 30 our plan was 10 percent is our own okay 10 percent is goodwill pr goodwill now okay. nobody nobody gives a i'm just being realistic uh, nobody gives a bribe for whatever but you have to thank people that um play the part in making this happen you get then then and then they can say don't Worry, we don't want this, you yeah, so, but, know. But it's fine. The 10% was for thank you so much for making this happen, and the other 10% was for the most important thing ensuring that the club can meet all laid down KPIs. Because we, we have negative experience on, on the past. If you give sponsorship money in full to an, 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 an entity, sometimes in Nigeria, mostly when this entity does not have a properly working corporate comms department or marketing department they take the sponsorship money they promise you everything that they can give to you but in the long run all your kpis are left unmet you get so we wanted to ensure that it's not the club that gets to ensure kpi happens we want to ensure that it was a company that ensured ins- that and supervised to ensure that all kpis set by this company will be met because we always believe that if you give me one million now for example now And i work for you and ensure everything you laid down for the one million is met and even surpassed when i tell you the next year that one million has changed to five million you will still want to pay because you know your money did not enter go down the drain and um so so the club said they will get back to me and um um a day after two days after i got a call from the club secretary and the only thing they wanted to know was what's the name of the company and I'm like, I can't tell you the company name. That is, my, that is my only usefulness. When we have agreed on this and signed this, uh, and this yes, Android, I cannot take it. The, but they just wanted to know the name of the company. So I also told myself that we are a small marketing firm. We're a small brand. We bring in a deal. Then imagine I tell you an example. The name is Mozero. The name is Mozero, which is my, my company name. And us, we are the little fish. Then your name is Mozero. Your chairman probably knows somebody from Mozero from 10 years, 15 years ago. Oh. He calls it up and they get to work the deal together they'll
0: cut you out exactly so i
1: was like i was like we really cannot do this you know but we but we better have found some other clubs but none of them really matched as much as that club we found would have matched so the deal did not did and they did not happen again but but, but 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 most importantly most importantly to me is uh um, we we have tried i i I say this proud, uh, uh, with, with a lot of pride. We have tried and we have failed once, okay? And all we took away from this was why we failed. Despite the fact that some a good part of it was not our doing, but we just took away why we failed from it. And so that the next time we make this journey back for any reason at all, to try to market a club in Nigeria, we'll ensure that those lectures we took away from failing the first time we get, are corrected and set in stone this time to ensure we never fail again. But the only secret, the easiest way for an MPFL club, a club in Nigeria to get viable, I've said this a million times, I'll say it one more time, is community marketing. Once you hand your club back to the community, once the community adopts you as their own, brands will take notice that these 3 million people in this town take this child as their child. And they will come and put money in the child to connect with the three million people that is just it. that's
0: that's a that's a very good point and Thank you for sharing that story with us. uh it sounded honestly like a crazy crazy experience yeah, <laughs> um, so a lot of things. yeah i i i can i can't even imagine it's uh Honestly, <laughs> I, I um, even have the
1: documents. I even have the the documents of this right in front of me. My son was playing a few days ago. and fell my shelf. So so when he fell my shelf, all the all the graphic documents, everything we use when we we're marketing um, MFM then and then the other clubs that we try to market, everything just fell. I've not seen those things in close to a year. So it thing just fell out and got dislodged. I just packed everything over to the office.
0: <laughs> you know okay. Something. So um we are up to our final um five minutes and I just Lucky. you know just I'm, I would never even talk again. <laughs> <laughs> oh but it, it, it's fine because this um what you've shared with us today, I think to be honest is is much more better than we originally planned. Um, your experiences in itself, uh, you know, they're better than any question I could have asked you because they cover so many topics, um, and I think there's so much learning points that people can take from what you said today. So um, before we finish, um, I think these are one main question I think that can cover everything. Uh, just to finish, that everyone would really want to take um, mm-hmm. for people listening, people working with football clubs, people who plan to work with football clubs in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, as somebody you know, who has experienced what you've experienced, who has... Um, who has uh, very little experience, very little, very little. <laughs> <laughs> who has actually spoken to sponsors or has attempted to uh, get sponsorship and has done business deals. Um, what are some ways or at least... Okay, what are five ways that these okay. football clubs can make themselves more marketable? Mm-hmm. Things that don't require much money that they can do mm-hmm. to make themselves more marketable.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. So, first, um, the, the first is always community marketing. Community marketing to me is, is, is the first. If you can find a way to connect with your host community um, in an amazing way, it works. One of the easiest ways to, to, to do that, apart from your door to door campaign, so just assume the club is a church. Assume the club is a church and use the exact same method the church uses to get members and followers if you do that for a Nigerian club, it's going to work. Uh, one of, another very easy way to sort that out for community marketing is just take a 10 by 30. Take a 10 by 30 billboard in the center of the town. Put some pictures of your players and just just, just make something very little. Um, example, imagine Ibadan, for example. Ibadan, the home of 3SC. Then imagine, I don't know if you know this place, imagine Iwo Road. Anyone in Nigeria that didn't this should know this picture. Imagine Iwo Road. Ibadan, or imagine a um, challenge Ibadon, and you have a big 15 by 30 or 10 by 40 billboard, and all you see there are like five players, five to six players, well photographed, high contrast, then you see, then the write-up that just goes is, welcome to Ibadon, the home of 3SC football club. Yeah, so, so that's like, so whether you like, how advertisement remains the best in terms of... um ensuring that whether you like to listen or not you must see and will remain in your subconscious so that way the club starts their journey of um let me say what toasting of toasting the um of toasting the community Uh, social media you never go wrong with social media you never also go wrong with with social media if you want to be marketable don't go wrong you can not go on social media and uh, also um i will just say this your media officer is not your marketing department your media officer is not your entire communication department. I have to give credit to Aimba for that. Aimba has a team, a team for their media department. Unlike most clubs that just have a person, you get your, your media officer is not your marketing department. There needs to be a clear differentiation. In short, don't even come to me, Modo Victor, and say I should handle your marketing department. Go and just go and hand over an entire club. For example, pack Aimba and go and sign up at a as as a client for inside great communications or not advertising company just go and dump yourself for them and say guys handle us brand us push us out You you have to have a working marketing department you cannot employ one outsource one and agree percentages far reaching percentages and then academy football nobody can get to joke with that but academy football can give you the money apart from giving you a quality conveyor belt it gives you a lot of money that you cannot quantify the best the highest the most expensive transfers in nigerian football recent history have all been from young players going out from the academy wonder 17 or under 20 boys you have Macandro la macandre from my 20 has gone to legones you have um, Tijani just left. You had the other boy that was just signed by ah, the club that has, that has Ibra as one of their most prominent players. Um, is it Ma- Ma-
0: Mamo or the other one? Yes, yes, yes. I I think so. I think it's the, David. Uh, the David, boy, David uh, Amu, Amu, Amu? Yes,
1: yes. Amu, yes. A M O O. Yes. M-O-O, yeah. So um, the biggest monies have come into Nigeria for player sales in recent years have been from those uh, sales a lot of people that leave from the league eventually and get to and, and, and some of them leave on the lead on the uh, monetary gains that is um, they and they get to sell you they get to sell you and your and the club in Nigeria gets to get money after this after the club there has successfully sold you or they get to leave or we get to celebrate 150 200,000 300,000 deals um, and stuff but for young players, for young players, we are weak, we believe, because they, sorry, the club believes that you're young and they can still teach you. So clubs need to clubs need to revisit their conveyor belt and take it very very serious. I believe ABA the conveyor belt. Though we have not seen a lot from that. I know Valentine, the Val- Valentine that went to Turkey, it's, it's Turkey, right? here. Yeah, he left. He was in ABA um, academy or something, or in the, or in the he was in the feeder team. Before he got the invitation to Imamat under 23, and he has left, and he left the country from there. So, if they take their conveyor belt very, very seriously, it's amazing. Then, merchandising, we can never talk enough about merchandising. We cannot. Um, a little something that I did as part of my own personal um, research sorry, I'm constantly looking for not just ways to better Nigerian football, but ways to ensure I get to make money too from something that I believe should make money but not being used. So we arranged, we did something with, um, with what was the number with, 20, with 24 children, 24 children, primary school age and maybe at most just one age. So uh, we did it in six, six like, uh, like that. We got, there are books that are sold in Nigeria presently. And you have the big companies and all, but we then did, we did their books. And then we did a book. We did a book, we did two books one with nigerian football on the cover and one with national team and one with club football you get so we so we get to lay out we lay out about 10 exercise books be, uh, for these children and um, male and female eight out of the 10 went for the exercise books with um, nigerian uh, with with football in it you get that was it, it, it was not a very big research it should have, probably be wider. that we, we, we cannot publish it we cannot publish it because it's not. Um, I know it's a controlled experiment, but it's not wide enough, and our sample was not was not picked scientifically. But the, out of the, out of the um, 24 children that we used, about uh, eight. Uh, so that's one, two, three, four. Only about we three, uh, uh, two, 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 So only about six children did not pick the one with the national team or the one with the club that we use. So it's because um, so that means that there's a wide opportunity for merchandising in Nigeria for Nigerian for the Super Eagles and even for Nigerian uh, league clubs. So your jerseys, your printed merchandise, your branded merchandise, all of these things should be taken seriously. If they pay attention to these things in all in all sincerity, um, the club can turn the story around. And let's not forget that say the media department right here, not being not your media officer, just being your media department, pictures and videos. Every club needs to have their own quality photographer and quality video team because we cannot say Abia Warriors is mad, they are crazy. They have beautiful dresses. They play the best of football, but I cannot go on YouTube and check Abia Warriors last game against AImba, or like I told you that the Morienta um, Debbie, AImba versus Rangers, is always mad and has boistering scenes and the best of football and you end this zoom meeting now you go on youtube and type aimbabwe hey, versus rangers 2019 and nothing pops up you get so that's already the market the story i told you so they need to take their photography and their, and their video content creation very very seriously i know the league is not on tv it is not on tv but even the league is not on tv you can have your youtube channel that that screens all your matches Every time, after every game, your match should be online It's a very good way to sell your players It's a good way to sell the club's brand I just watched the fifth goal by FC Porto recently Where they basically tapped out from the back And tore their opponent apart Before scoring their fifth goal Uh, Imagine! I I, I saw
0: that video as well (laughs) Exactly
1: Believe me, we have those kind of goals in the Nigerian league Almost every other time, but if it's not captured on video, it's gone. The one that goal that um, a, a lot Sikiru person used to win and goal of the month with CNN, I think. Yeah, is yes. it, it, that of the week or of the month with CNN? If this, if, if we were not on TV that year, if we we're not on TV that year, we get um, that goal will not have been captured. And I can assure you that that goal is still on Sikiru's CV up till now. And if a club wants to sign Sikiru tomorrow, when they browse up lot to they will see that goal and believe the player is quality. But people score these quality goals every other weekend. If you watch Aimba's games from the Continental run, you get, you'll see the amazing goals that, an amazing play by Dimba, by, um, I keep forgetting these boys' name. they are number 10. And, uh, and the bombers. all of them, amazing defensive work too, and good goalkeeping from Wabili and um Antiophilos but uh, um without the video from Continental Imba might not have quality video from their league from the 20 plus matches they played in the league out online so if I want to buy a player now and I've been told that um Dimba is a wonderful and fiery left leg and yes he is everything you have heard Dimba is as good as any left leg you'll probably meet in the world today but I can't check out Dimba. You get the best I can do is send a scout to watch one of his games, but one match is not enough. Imagine I had 20 of his games on Aimba's YouTube that I could go and watch him every time. You get so if you, if, if, if Dimba was what, um, for example, 500,000 in the Nigerian market, in the international market, you get with those videos, Dimba can bring in more than 1.5 million euros because I have evidence that he does not, he did not just and wow me on that day I came to watch. He does it consistently. So I think these I think these are there are a lot of there are a lot of people here that have lofty ideas and great ideas that will move close forward. This is just my own little from my own little corner. But the truth is Nigerian football remains an untapped, a massively untapped resource, massively untapped resource that um, can turn into a billion dollar what billion dollar way more than a billion dollar industry if every if every stakeholder pulls his weight in gold, if all of them do that, they, they are way brighter days ahead for Nigerian football.
0: Well, uh, thank you for that, Moira. That was a very, very um, insightful episode. Um, you've shared so much knowledge uh, today, uh, so many stories, experiences, um, insight into, um, into the football industry. Um, so for people, um, obviously, for people who are listening and as, you know, what normally happens is that people listen and, you know, they'll be like, ah, you know, this, this guy, I want, to, I want to work with him. I want to, you know, do business with him. I want to ask him questions. Um, if people want to do that, what's the best way to reach you?
1: I'm on Twitter. I'm on Victor Kenny. I'm on Twitter. I'm on the Victor So they can send a DM and then. We can exchange numbers. We can exchange numbers from there. Um, apart from football, I do branding. Yes, we do corporate branding. But if it's on football, we can start a discussion from from um, Twitter. From Twitter, yes.
0: Okay. Um. So, thank you again for joining us, uh, Modo. Sorry, Didi. You...
1: Yes. Um. One sec. Yes. If you want to check out my photography, I do other photography <laughs> apart from sports. Um. www.modzero.media.org. Yes, that's our website, and it's amazing work. It's amazing work there. Sorry, I almost got uh, carried away talking about it and that people and forgetting <laughs> to sell my basic market. So for zero million thanks guys.
0: Okay, um, and uh, thank you again for joining us. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, hope uh, maybe in another season or in a couple of episodes we'll have you back wow. again. Um, that's fine. So, once again, um, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, Remember to leave a review. Remember to uh, leave a a comment. Remember to rate us. Remember to share um, this podcast with people. Um, As I say, this is the Nine on the Ball podcast where we are on the ball with the people that know. Thank you for listening.